On this episode of The Focus, we highlight World AIDS Day. World AIDS Day is recognized annually on December 1st. It has been observed annually since 1988 to raise awareness of this public health issue and re-energize efforts to combat this disease. In a world that has been so focused on COVID and COVID-related disease, we want to take some time on this episode to highlight other conditions like HIV, which significantly affect the lives of many Americans and world citizens. As one of the countries most affected by this pandemic, the United States has set an admirable goal focused on decreasing HIV-AIDS transmission. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services developed a plan in 2019 to end the HIV epidemic by 2030. The goal in this plan is to infuse resources and research and public health measures to decrease new HIV transmission by 75% by 2025 and by 90% in 2030. Before we get into the weeds about new strategies being used to decrease HIV rates, let's learn a little history about how it came to be. First, the human immunodeficiency virus, or HIV, is a virus that attacks the body's immune system. If HIV goes untreated, it can progress to AIDS, or acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. This increases the risk of serious opportunistic infections and cancers, or conditions that healthy individuals will otherwise not be at risk for. Some background on HIV includes that it originated in chimpanzees as simian immunodeficiency virus. Humans came into contact with infected blood by hunting these animals. Transmission between chimpanzees and humans has been mentioned to have started as early as the late 1800s. Infections started in Africa in as early as the 1920s, but was first documented in the United States in the 1970s. This disease was previously highly stigmatized, fueling fears it could be transmitted easily by touch or passive contact. However, celebrity influences from the likes of Princess Diana of Wales, Magic Johnson, and others have worked to raise awareness of HIV and remove the stigma of the disease. In 2018, there were 1.2 million in the United States living with HIV, as many as nearly 40 million with HIV in 2020, per the World Health Organization. There are multiple types of HIV viruses, which we'll talk about a bit later, and each responds to different types of medications. So let's talk a bit about how you can contract HIV. One of the main widely known reasons is through sexual contact with bodily fluids, such as semen, vaginal discharge, blood, or breast milk. Also, you can contract HIV by sharing needles in those that use IV drugs. Early on, there was concern about transmission of HIV through contaminated blood transfusions, but understand that blood is now checked routinely and screened rigorously at this point, so the risk of contracting HIV from a blood transfusion is very low. Also, infants who are born to infected mothers are at an increased risk for contracting HIV at birth, and also it can be transmitted in the breast milk. So let's move on to diagnosis. The only way to really know if you're infected with HIV is to get tested. This is easily tested by a blood test with either your primary care provider. And also there are frequently testing drives in the community and on college campuses to encourage knowing your status. 
for most individuals, most should be tested yearly. But if you have risk factors that will make you at a higher risk for contracting HIV, you may need to be tested more frequently. Folks that may fall into that category of needing to be tested more frequently would be those that have more than one sexual partner, are homosexual or bisexual, or users of IV drugs. Moving on to some of the symptoms, some people can have flu-like symptoms within about two to four weeks after infection, which is called an acute HIV infection. These symptoms may last for a few days or for several weeks. Symptoms include fever, chills, rash, night sweats, muscle aches, sore throat, fatigue, swollen lymph nodes, and mouth ulcers. But some people may not feel sick during the acute HIV infection. These symptoms don't mean that you have HIV because other illnesses can cause the same symptoms. And if you think about it, a lot of these symptoms sound a lot like the flu. And so viral illnesses can frequently cause these types of symptoms, the fevers, the muscle aches and whatnot. But if you have any high risk activity, that's the time when you need to go to your doctor and get checked. So let's talk a bit about the stages of HIV. Typically, there are three stages. When we look at HIV, it can be a slow or a progressive form of the disease. With advancements in treatment, progression to stage three is less common today than in the earlier stages of HIV. So stage one is the acute HIV infection. These individuals have a large amount of the HIV virus circulating in their blood and they are very contagious. Some of these individuals have the flu-like symptoms that Dr. Kimberly mentioned earlier because this is the natural response to an acute infection. Some people may not really feel sick or ill at all. So if you have these symptoms and you think you may have been exposed to HIV, certainly seek treatment and request the test to be diagnosed. Also, only an antigen, antibody test, or a nucleic acid test can diagnose an acute HIV infection. So stage two or chronic HIV infection is also considered asymptomatic HIV or clinical latency. In this particular instance, HIV is still active but reproduces at very low levels. Many individuals may not have any symptoms or feel sick at all during this phase. However, it is important that patients continue to receive treatment during this phase because HIV can still be transmitted. At the end of this phase, the amount of HIV in the blood, or called the viral load, can go up and then the CD4 cell count goes down. The person may have symptoms as the virus level continues to increase in the body and moving on into stage three. Again, people who take HIV medications may never move into that stage three. So that's really the point that we would like all individuals who are receiving treatment for chronic HIV infection. Stage three is the acquired immunodeficiency syndrome or AIDS. So this is the most severe form of HIV infection. People who have AIDS have severely damaged immune systems. They can get a number of severe illnesses called opportunistic infections. So people receive a diagnosis of AIDS when their CD4 count drops below 200 or when they develop any type of opportunistic infections. People with AIDS can have very high viral loads and can be very infectious. Without proper treatment, people with AIDS typically survive on average about three years. Now getting into a little bit of the details of treatment. 
Despite decades of research, there is yet to be a cure discovered for this disease. It can be controlled effectively by the current therapies available with proper care. If one is taking medications for HIV and viral loads are undetectable, there is extremely low chance of transmitting the virus to a sexual partner. Before the invention of heart or highly active antiretroviral therapy, individuals who became infected with HIV could progress to AIDS in as few as a couple of years. But now with heart therapy, individuals affected by HIV can live nearly as long as those who do not have the disease with routine medical care, meaning this is not a death sentence. It starts with knowing the type of HIV a person is affected with because therapy can be targeted to the correct viral type. HEART is an umbrella term for multiple drug classes used to treat HIV. Without getting into the weeds of different types of drug classes and therapies used to treat patients affected by HIV, it is important to know that through the introduction of very effective heart therapy, HIV has become more like other chronic medical illnesses. Similar to those conditions, diagnosis and prevention are key. So I'm harping on this, but knowing your status and being tested frequently is very important to decrease your risk of contracting the disease as well as prevention of passing the disease on to others without knowing it. Other therapies that are available for those that do not have confirmed HIV is PrEP or pre-exposure prophylaxis. This is a medication that's taken daily for those who do not have HIV, but are at very high risk of contracting HIV. These medications are available at primary care providers, offices, as well as specialty clinics. However, it is known that increased awareness and education is needed among even primary care doctors because this is a relatively new therapy that's available to those that are at high risk of contracting HIV. Primary care providers also may need to be educated on how they can provide this as a resource to these individuals. PrEP is also very effective. It's been shown to decrease the risk of acquiring HIV by more than 90%. Other medications that individuals may have heard about more recently because they're all over TV ads and magazines are Truvada and Descovy. These are types of pre-exposure prophylaxis or PrEP that can be taken. Similarly, post-exposure prophylaxis or PIP are medications that can be taken within three days of exposure to a known HIV positive patient, and they will need to be taken for about 28 days. In general, these therapies are very helpful in populations that are at higher risk of contracting HIV, including those that use IV drug use. So the development of more public health resources and funds targeted at this population and this disease is going to be very helpful in the long run in trying to combat HIV and AIDS in America. Stay tuned for developments on that front. Thanks for joining us on this episode about World AIDS Day. Please take the time to like, share, repost, and rate us on your preferred streaming platform. Subscribe to the Doctors Washington podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music to be the first to catch our new content dropping weekly on Wednesdays. Until next time. The music on the Doctors Washington podcast is by artist Mike Burton. He's a Jackson, Mississippi native on his album Soulful, and the track is entitled All Right. It is available on iTunes.